0: live from columbus it's the zone of truth this week on the show griff and i are going to be raising funds to help beat cystic fibrosis spend some time exploring the past in drunk galarian history and of course answer some listener questions i'm your host steve in the studio with your gm and my co-host griffin roll the wheel save you're in the zone of truth
1: We're back. And we're live. On Twitch this time. On Twitch! Wow. When was the last time
0: we streamed something on Twitch? (laughs) Probably one of Haley's sim streams. Probably. It's been a
1: very long time. It's good to be back. And we're back... a good reason yeah we are back for a good reason i'm very excited for this one i've never done a charity live stream before you know what neither have i really yes i've never done one
0: um i think we put a good hlp twist on the concept of a charity live stream it's all going to a very good cause and um i'm
1: equally excited and nervous i was gonna say are you nervous about it if you haven't done one before i'm terrified yeah yeah you're terrified i mean yes are we gonna see you pit out that shirt well, I, CEO, I, was, yeah. I
0: was going to wear a lighter blue shirt uh, with a darker breast pocket. Now I got the dark shirt with the light breast pocket, uh, but I did not elect to go that direction because
1: I was going to pit it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that makes complete sense. I pit <laughs> out everything I do, whether I'm nervous or not. So I'm not right. really, I'm not nervous about it. I just know it's a fact of life for me. Mm, yeah. We really should be doing a anti-hyperhidrosis uh, charity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> For our sweaty guys out there. Well, I I feel like that's not as noble of a cause. No, it certainly is not. All right, let's kick things off. The initial structure of this is going to be just slightly different than your regular zone of truth. Um, First of all, Griffin, we're going to do this quick. What's on the table right now?
1: What are you drinking at the moment? Uh, Well, I'm having a mango White Claw, but I also have my primary beverage this evening, which is a Pedialyte Advanced Care Kiwi Berry Mist.
0: Yes, and similarly, my primary uh, beverage is a Pedialyte Advanced Care Plus uh, Berry Frost. Got that ready to go. My sidearm is this Fruit Smash Hard Seltzer. This is the Berry Blast Varietal. Um, I've had these before. They're pretty tasty. Crack that open, take a sip. And I'm going to key on the music here so y'all can hear what we're doing This is a track called The Minstrel's Lullaby. That's by our friends uh, Derek and Brandon Feichter. It's a little loot track. Everyone likes that.
1: Get it all loot. Get loose and looty. Well, tonight's going to be
0: loot. Um, So, before we get into our regular housekeeping for the HLP and just updates about uh, what we're doing in our personal lives, let's talk about why we're doing this charity livestream tonight. So, What are we actually streaming for? So May is Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month and one of the members of the carry-in crowd, a, a really good friend of ours, Chris, Um, not the Chris on the podcast, different Chris, uh, brought to our attention this charity that helps raise funds to battle this disorder. Uh, Griff, do you want to tell me what cystic fibrosis is?
1: Absolutely, so cystic fibrosis affects cells that produce mucus, sweat, and digestive juices, and the fluids become thicker and sticky, uh, which leads to clogging passages, and this is really impactful in your lungs. This typically develops into repeated infections of the lungs, and these problems are the cause of death in 80% of cases. So it's really, it's a tough thing to live with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, speaking to that, I, I did a little homework myself to to learn a little bit more about cystic fibrosis. It's, uh, c- CF is where we're probably going to refer to it tonight. I, I knew it was dangerous and I knew it was bad, but I never really knew much about it. So for folks that are diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, if you turn back the clock's 20 or 30 years, the life expectancy was like six months. Terrible. Now, through modern medicines and treatments, um, that, that life expectancy has jumped up to about 40 or 50 but I mean, compared to someone who is not affected by this disorder, that's still a very short lifespan, unfortunately so. And and I'm going to pass it back to you yeah. to talk a little bit more about the the person we're, we're helping benefit and uh, what this person goes through.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, we are benefiting all cystic fibrosis, but particularly the caring crowd has, um, has met a, uh, a lovely family and uh, Chris and his family. And um, he has a son, the Carson, that's living with CF. Uh, and we've actually had the pleasure of meeting Carson. Yeah. I think those of you watching live can see a picture of Carson on your screen. And he's a he's a fun-loving kid. He's He's been diagnosed with cystic fibrosis and that's tough. Uh, he had to undergo surgery uh, really early after his birth. Uh, he only had like a 50-50 shot to survive, and he pulled through, and he's 11 now, and he's still kicking ass. Um, you know, it's, it's really tough to live with this. It's treatments, it's, you know, nebulizer, pills, um, all kinds of other medication, and uh, these things help him live a relatively normal life. Uh, but it's a lot. And the whole goal of this is for us to um, to raise some money uh, so that we can maybe make his quality of life a little bit better and the quality of life of everybody with cystic fibrosis right now. He's a great kid. We're so glad we've gotten to meet him. So yeah. really excited that we're able to, um, to do anything to help.
0: Yeah, Carson's a great kid. Um, I've been on streams and... Uh, video chats and games with with his dad chris and carson always pops on big smile on his face and usually we're playing a little later at night and carson has to kiss his dad goodnight. he's a super sweet kid and he's a he's a freaking trooper the stuff that he goes through every day and that that all cf people um go through every day is is really taxing but he wears it with a smile uh, today what we're doing is raising awareness around this disorder and uh, trying to stir up a couple donations for Carson's fundraiser. So every year, Carson has a team that participates in this walk called Great Strides. It th- it actually takes place tomorrow from the date of this live stream, that's, that's the 8th. And the goal of that is to help raise funds for a charity called the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. It's a nonprofit. And what this nonprofit does, is it helps people that have this disorder find care. They represent these folks to the government and advocate on their behalf. They uh, fund research for cystic fibrosis treatments. And most importantly, they help develop cures or try to help develop cures. So that's that's what it's all about today. So
1: Griffin, how can people get involved? How can people help? Guys. There's a link in the chat and a link in our bio. You can donate directly to this cause. You can see it on our screen. There's a uh, there's a progress bar. Carson's fundraiser is currently actually at 66 percent of their goal already. We could uh, do it tonight. We could, could we do, do it tonight? tonight, maybe with the help of uh, with the help of some donations. But we don't have a specific end goal in mind. Besides that, uh, Carson's fundraising goal is $3,500, and we're at twenty three hundred dollars as we speak it would be absolutely above and beyond if we made it to that goal but just to make just to make some dent in in that goal would be amazing for us Um, and for them obviously so going to do we're going to do some stuff if you donate Oh yeah, what um, are we doing? well any any donations going to get your your question asked in the twitch chat priority so we will uh we will answer it on this stream even if we have to go long Great. um go long we go long if we go long we go long for increments of 25 uh steve and i are going to celebrate yes we're going to celebrate from celebrate. The, the mystery celebration table
2: hmm.
1: whatever could that be i don't know but I, in a lot of my celebrations I know I need pedialyte afterwards, yes. so we, we've come prepared at least.
0: Mm, so, yeah. I'm, so
1: I'm thinking something with high concentration
0: in a small delivery receptacle. Yeah,
1: yeah. How how much more coy can we be about mm, it? One and a half ounces. One and a half ounces of celebration each. So that'll happen, and. <laughs> Every sixty nine dollars, you get a button off Steve's shirt. <laughs> yes. If we get to Carson's thirty five hundred dollar goal, Steve and I will finish our drinks, uh, and by that I mean we're each gonna crack open a hams. We actually found some hams. We found some hams. We're, They're we're, back, we'll baby. And and you know what? If uh, if we get if we get five hundred dollars, I'll go tank. Oh, I'll go tank. I'll, I'll take the. I'll take the pump cover off. All right. So our listeners
0: at home, this man's rocking the Hop team slurp tank. He's got a flannel over it. Yeah, I got a flannel
1: over it. I'm just hiding the guns. I'm playing coy. Yeah, I got gotta give some. Gotta get something to give something. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So that's how that's how we'll be handling these. It's. Um, you know, it, it, anything you guys can contribute would help a ton. So uh, just think about it. If you're enjoying the show, think about donating, whatever you can. Um, it's a great cause. For once, we're not asking for your money.
0: We're asking for you to, <laughs> to help what? this cause. Yeah. Yes. And of course, uh, shout out as well to our really good friend. Haley who is going to be our producer, facilitating really this good. She's tonight. more than a really good friend to me. Yeah. Re- re- real good friend to you <laughs> too. Real good friend uh, of mine, Haley. <laughs> Uh, she's watching the chat. She's going to be uh, kicking us questions, kicking us uh, celebrations, and uh, it's going to be a good show. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. Really nervous, but really excited. Oh, uh, what's going on, Haley?
3: I would like to know, how are we supposed to know who's donating? Did we say?
1: Great. Oh, yes. That is a great thing to bring up. Thank you, chat. The uh, If you could, when you follow this donation link, please put your Twitch username as your, um, as the person who's donating. We actually have our great friend Chris, uh, monitoring the actual donations. He gets a ping when, uh, when you guys donate so he'll be able to confirm that you donated to the cause. So, um, should be pretty simple. Just use your username. Or leave in the comments.
3: Yeah. Someone just donated a hundred. Carson, you're awesome.
1: And also hear from HLP Stream or
0: something.
3: Hell yeah.
1: Oh wait, what was that? Oh shit, I almost
0: called you Emily. I'm already messed up. Uh, just kidding, I'm 100% sober, because I'm scared of this. Haley, what's up?
3: So somebody just don- donated 100. Oh boy. I don't know who yet, because I haven't gotten the word from Chris yet, but I believe that it's Bippy. Either way, someone just did donate 100.
2: Oh, boy.
0: All right. Well, I guess we have to do this, don't we, Gripen?
1: Do we have a danger zone drop? That can play?
0: <laughs> you know, we really <laughs> should have thought that. about that ahead of time.
3: That's two each, right?
0: That's two each. Yeah. Uh, who, do, you, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Let's just go back and forth. Yeah. I, if you want to kick it off, go ahead. Here we go.
1: I'm in danger. <laughs> no shit. <sighs> well, cheers, well, buddy. Cheers. I'm doing the one that's not bubbling. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess I should probably do that one first. All right. who? One down. Ooh. What'd you get on your first one?
0: It was, it stung when I drank it. Okay. It was clear.
1: Um, no, no flavors or anything? Just a... Not really. Okay. It was
0: It was mine, pretty mine, questionable. Mine, I think,
1: was cucumber. Cucumber vodka.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. Not, not bad. Not
1: too bad. Uh, this next one's bubbly. So let's see okay. what the, what's this. Oh, nice. My, mine's, uh, mine's a La I don't know what that was either. Mine's La Croix <laughs> P-
0: Pamplemousse. Some wild flavor. All right. Oh, no,
1: we're stacking them. Oh, <laughs> oh God. No, we shouldn't stack them. It's against TOS.
3: Hey. Uh, yep. That's $100. That's more than $69. Do they get a button? oh yeah
0: they get a button yeah thanks for keeping me honest so i do have my top button already open um here here goes a button guys you know bad boys show a little skin to support cf all right so first thing let's talk housekeeping like we always do so um we're talking we are live right now however this episode is going to drop the week of the bestow curse feed going live what does that mean so if you're listening to this at home Go and find that feed. It is a different feed from the HLP regular feed. And what's going to be on there? The trailer and Griff's issue or uh, intro will be out with the rest of the intros dropping every couple days until the big release on June 4th. Any other housekeeping, Griffin?
1: No, I just I was confused when you said Griff's issue.
2: Oh, yeah. I got, yeah, a, lo- I got a real issue with
0: starting
1: that show.
0: All right. Well, if there's no other housekeeping, quarantine updates, man. What has been keeping you sane?
1: Oh, boy. Haley and I got real deep into Pokemon Snap this weekend. Ooh, New game on the Switch. Absolutely fun. It's a, it's just such a chill game. Is it a
0: remake of the old version or, it's, or new? It's
1: the same concept as the old, old version, but mm-hmm. obviously it's 10, 15 years later. So yes. it's, I mean, it's a com- completely reimagined game with... Pokemon from every generation, and it's just really fun. It's really cool. Um, there, it's kind of addicting. To there's like different poses that you get points for if you catch the Pokemon in certain poses, and it's just it's it's been great. Beyond that, watched a show partially while I was recovering from the uh, Moderna second vaccine. Yep, uh, that'll do you. Called uh, Stand Against Evil. And it's it's a ridiculous show. It's it's comedy. It's got there's like it's kind of like an analog to Salem the town. And Stan is played by uh, John C. McGintley, uh the the actor for oh boy, the <laughs> the actor. This is what the
0: stream is going to be like, people.
1: The actor for or that played um, Dr. Cox on Scrubs you might want to refresh that page that i didn't see it coming
3: so i got noticed that we actually got a uh, t- we got two hundred dollar donations at the same time essentially um one and so we didn't see when it bumped up one was from uh ten law gnomes or eric oh hell yeah and that was another hundred bucks so thanks
1: buddy yeah that's so why that button. should be at that should be at uh two I, five eleven shouldn't it?
3: I believe... Oh, jeez. Come on, guys. <laughs> no. No, it jumped up
0: way too high. It jumped up too high. This was a mistake.
1: I don't know what that was. I think that was one of the margaritas, uh, the uh, pre margaritas. Okay. All right. I got a clear liquid here.
3: I haven't found out what, what else got what donated that? yet. No. What is that?
0: Did you give me clear mouthwash? Is that... That's fucked.
1: That tastes like... Dude, I just, I just got like that. Tastes like cough syrup. What is that?
0: I got a, a sickly minty one. That was pretty rough.
1: What is that? All no, right. like I'm, I'm concerned. I just took a shot of Motrin for kids. That's what that
0: tasted like. Oh, did you get the Rehypnol shot? You might have got the Rehypnol shot. Oh, no,
2: come on! All
0: right, uh, this is a orange color. I and it's really high up
1: in the glass, so we'll see. Oh boy, enjoy. <laughs> So back to stand against evil, yep, go ahead. that show was bonkers because it had Dr. Cox basically as a retired sheriff, uh, fighting off evil in all of its forms. And there's like a witch conspiracy and all this stuff. Uh, and it occurs like right after his wife who you find out was a witch dies. Cool. So recommend it. It's pretty goofy. Uh, but a fun watch. And then um, finally, the anime Jujutsu Kaisen. Ooh. Watch that. That's dope. The animation is really good. The concept is really cool. They're basically uh, fighting curses. Mm-hmm. And so curses like manifest as these different like horrifying creatures and they vary in power level and stuff. And so the anime starts with the main character like eating this cursed finger. It's like a, it's a mummified finger yeah. of this guy that, uh, that was like a super powerful evil curse, and um, and he eats it, and he has like a one in a million shot of actually surviving eating it, and he survives, and oh, so wow. he's like possessed by this cursed old sorcerer, um, and it just gets more and more wild from there. It's where I don't know if you've seen the like. The TikTok or whatever that's like Thank you so much, best friend. Uh
0: no. It's where that's from. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. That's a that's a nice sound bite. But yeah, I appreciate that. That sounds like a bunch of really cool stuff. As for me, um The button's gotta go. Oh, you're right. right it. <laughs> Thanks on, for keeping man. me Don't honest. Forget your own rule. Alright. As for me, I was recovering from a little drunken disorderly. uh party last Saturday night so bleeding into Sunday morning I wasn't feeling too hot I went on the Xbox Live Marketplace and to my surprise they have ported over the N64 Classic Star Wars Episode One Racer so that's the pod racing game I got that game in 1999 when it came out and it's kind of hard okay I got to a course called Grab Vine Gateway and could never pass it as a kid. Then did you pass it now? Then, as a teenager, I picked the game back up. Still couldn't pass it. Oh no! And I picked the game up this past weekend, and I'm pleased to announce that after 22 years, on Thursday, I beat Grabvine Gateway.
1: How much more of the game is left after Grabvine Gateway? Uh, like a solid third. <laughs> oh no!
0: <laughs> That's great. That's a part that you've never experienced. It's true. Yeah, I got all these new races. And I actually beat the race after that as well, um, but things are gonna get really difficult and uh, really excited. It's a surprisingly decent racer for- um, oh, no, h- how... There guys, can't you guys,
1: have been another hundred. You guys know that this is gonna go for 90 minutes. You can space these out a little bit. <laughs> Please don't front load this so hard.
3: So this is from my good friend Spartan. Spartan, oh, thank I you do, so much, I man. I like Spartan.
2: Yeah,
1: thanks guys. Uh,
0: all right, again, one of these is bubbly, the other is purple.
1: Yeah, I, I know what this is. I got a pink Whitney over here. Oh boy. Oh, I no. smelled the purple. That's what I'm talking about. That's the one. Oh, that's, that's the, the one I just have. Okay.
0: All right, so I'm really excited to eventually get to the point where I can unlock Saboba. Yeah. Because he shoots flames out the side of his uh, pod racer, which is going to be really sweet. So I've been working at that, having a lot of fun. It's nostalgic as hell. It's that kind of I get the same like sense memories of like looking through old photos and stuff. Like on um, the the loading screens are the same. Like when you um when you beat a race and, and you win, uh you have Watto just grunting the Cantina band song to himself. What? Okay, yeah. can you can you give me like a So, yeah, you finish the race and then the stats go up, you know, your, your laps, your score, your ranking. I want you to do the sound bite. Give me the sound bite. And it's just, he's muttering to him. So he's like, <laughs> and that, that's not an exaggeration. He's just like kind of groaning it out. It's the weirdest thing. It was weird when I was a kid. It's weird now. But yeah, so that's back in my life, and I've really been enjoying it. And then the other thing is a little bit of music that I found this past week. So um, there's a band that I never really got into called From First to Last. They're the uh, they're the old screamo band that had uh, Skrillex uh, as the lead singer before he was Skrillex, mm-hmm. and. I guess at some point he left the band, and in 2015 the band brought on the one of the guitarists from the band Periphery to sing instead, and they produced a record called uh, Dead Trees, and it is like the most, it's its new music to me, but it feels like old screamo, just like very polished with today's like good sound production, old screamo, and I'm having the time of my life listening to it. It's so good.
3: Hey Steve, you know what would uh, give everyone else the time of their life? You're getting called out for not having another button down from that last 100.
2: All right.
0: Thanks Or
1: finishing that shot. Oh, I got to finish the shot. I only <laughs> have two buttons left. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Wait, how many hundreds is that? I think we might line up perfectly. I think that was three.
0: I believe
3: that was a total of 300.
1: I said at 500, i take my flannel off. You got two more buttons.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, like, I... Before I played this uh, Episode 1 Racer last Sunday I went with Brooks and Emily to the pool And just fucking roasted under the sun So like my chest is all Scaly and scabby as uh, uh, The sunbird's peeling off But I guess from a distance it looks kind of good That's Haley, can you move your head? Yeah that looks pretty good Okay. Um,
1: yeah you're, you're, you're giving me uh, What's his face vibes? Vecrelby vibes It, it, it which, is it is vibes by proxy means you're giving me um why can't I think of his name? Ed Robert Pattinson Ron Pattinson. Oh wow. Well. Vibes I got bad news for you
0: Griffin I'm changing the casting. He's cast after me too.
1: Of course he is <laughs> nah, just I thought kidding. that from day one
0: <laughs> Alright well that was all oh and I'm watching all the Saw movies again just halfway just through four. tag forward. that on All right, so that was our updates of what we've been up to lately, besides just rolling through celebrations. Um, We've really been celebrating quite the celebrations. (laughs) Yeah, uh, pretty pretty early on we've been celebrating. Uh, So this segment is something that we haven't done on the mainline Zone of Truth show before. It is called Drunk Galarian History. Uh, Do you want to tell us a little bit about what this segment is, Griffin? You're the one who came up with it in the first place.
1: Yeah, so Drunk Galarian History is drunk history, but for Galarian stuff Uh, we're not gonna obviously you know we don't have the production studio to act them out but we're gonna geez I'm I'm already feeling a little buzz so we should be good we're gonna um, have some drinks and explain a piece of Galarian history or, or an area in Galarian or how it came to be yeah
0: that's that's very exciting um I am going to be presenting the rise and fall of the Golgon Empire. And Griff, what are you going to be presenting tonight?
1: I'm going to present the little bit of the history of Zonkathon mm-hmm. and how the nation of Nadal was formed.
0: Oh, how cool is that? All right, so I think we need to determine who goes first. And I think the the obvious way to do that is to call heads or tails on the flip of this Pediolite cap. I feel like that's weighted a little weird. <laughs> All right, so this is heads, and this is tails. Uh, call it in the air, and you get to pick
1: if you want to go first or second. Tails. That was not well done. Okay, I got it's it. Tails. Uh, you can go first.
3: Who, who's getting it, then? Who's going first? Me. Oh, that's great. Uh, we just got another $25. Name TBD, but we did get another 25 That's
0: exciting. All right, so they've been all equivalent right now until... Yeah, fuck it, I'll just do it. You're going to do it? Yeah, you can, you can get the next one, next 25. Wow, it's so weird not to celebrate with you, man.
3: Oh, I picked who is going first. That's. I no, how no that makes it. sense. That makes All right, sense. This is
0: a, a clear, non-bubbly liquid, but
1: it's most of the shot glass. So. Oh, that might be another cucumber, then. It's cucumber. Yeah, there you go. Oh, what? Hoof. Yeah, it might, be. it might have been a strong pour for me. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Those in the pink Whitney's are my fault.
2: Oh, I all right.
0: Yeah, that was really substantial Are you sure you don't want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I All right, can no. She gave it to you, so you would go first Alright, so the Golgon Empire Was once a magnificent Cyclops Civilization that was made Great by their gift for prophecy um, That ent- eventually Degenerated into worship Of alien deities, bloody rituals Cannibalism, and ultimately collapsed It's a, it's a Uh, it's a civilization of cyclopses that all lost their minds and killed each other and then they went extinct
1: So this is gonna be very exciting to go through. Does the name Golgon have any significance? Are you gonna get there? I actually don't know. It's not named after like a god or anything
0: That's a good question. It it did not come up in my research That's not to say that it doesn't it just could be cool sounding. It probably does just sound cool. Yes so uh, Who are these people? So these are uh, cyclopses, so the one-eyed kind of giant folks. But this civilization um, was made up of cyclopses that had a propensity for um, gifts such that an oracle would have of prophecy. They had lots of soothsayers. They were powerful and intelligent engineers. And uh, they were. it's an empire, so they had these great um, prolific emperors. If you are adventuring today in Galarian or rather in the, you know, today in the timeline, um, you might come across across some Cyclopses. And normally they're brutish beings that are more like hill giants or something. They just want to smash and kill you quickly. Um, but those aren't the same type of folk that would have been in the Golgon Empire, at least in its rise. Um those are the those would have been the outcast Cyclopses that survived the collapse of this big empire and just kind of roamed.
1: Oh, that's so interesting.
0: Yes. This is gonna get good man. I, I think there's some really juicy stuff in here. So the the Golgon Empire had some, some really good stuff for them. Like I said, they were uh, powerful engineers. They mastered bronze, iron, steel, and stone. Um, in fact, they really took pride in their stone armor. And the more uh, excellent looking your stone armor was usually corresponded with how rich and powerful you are. To the point where um, there were Cyclopses that wore... Such ornate, big stone armor that they just looked like statues if you didn't see them move or talk. Was there a reason
1: it was stone? Uh, they just like stone, man. That's interesting. I I know, like with with druids, you can wear like stone plate and mm-hmm. stuff, but
0: yeah, no, just uh, they were they were just excellent stonesmiths, So be a lot of iron to cover a cyclops, and maybe that's why it just was more economical. But on the on the subject of economics, it, interestingly enough, the Golion Empire did not have a currency. They had their soothseers and prophets uh, see where the resources needed to go and allocate them appropriately later in the empire that obviously was uh, was abused. So where was this empire? Once upon a time, you've got you got two continents, right? In the inner sea region, the known world per se of the Pathfinder setting. You've got Avistan up north, which is, um, for those of you who don't know, that's where Ustalav is. That's where we're playing right now. That's where now. most stuff is. And then there's Garund, which is where uh, Sargava and the Mongi Expanse is. So uh, my characters are from Garund. Uh, <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Not all of them, but a lot of them. I think so. Well, it... Was Mr. Serpent from Garun? He's from the Sodden Lands, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah.
3: Hey, Steve, I got word, by the way, that one came straight to you from Krusty Cross.
0: Oh, boy. Thanks, Chris. Love you, too. So... Once upon a time... There's this part of Garun that extends a little bit west of the continent that is now sunken but was once above the waves. This is this like weird little basin that was bordered by Rahadum in the northeast, uh, the Mediagalti Island in the northwest, the shackles to the south, and um, the Mwangi Expanse to the east. And that was all filled in at one point. The shackles actually were mountains that sunk and are now islands, just the tips of them are up. Wait, the mountains
1: sunk? Well,
0: oh, shit's gonna sink and we're gonna get there. We got a yeah. It's It's, wild. It's reversed from how how islands work. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, that's like this kind of lush jungle, like the Moongi expanses, is is where the Golgon Empire um, was established. So when does this take place? Great question. So this is going to be really simple. I think most people are going to know this already. So. in the timeline of the Pathfinder setting, all of the adventure paths take place in the Age of Lost Omens. Obviously, before that is the Age of Glory. Before that is the Age of Athronement. Before that is the Age of Destiny. Before that is the Age of Anguish. Before that is the Age of Darkness. Before that is the Age of Legends. And before that is the Age of Serpents. Right before the Age of Creation. So this takes place in the Age of Serpents. Easy.
1: <laughs> Easy, everybody do that. Yeah, That's very weird.
0: clear-cut I timeline. That. Yep. <laughs> but notably, this is... Um This predates humanity's rise on the continent of Aslant and um, the settlements of much of the known world. In fact, at this point, most of the known world was ruled by the serpent folk. You're gonna hear more about them later. They're gonna be important. Um, But if you were to place a hard number on the timeline, this is several thousand years um, pre-AR, which is like year zero. And then Age of Lost Omens is uh, forty or 4,000 and change 4,600, 4,700 I believe is when uh, Lost Omens is okay now that you guys have an established idea of what this empire is I'm going to take you through the rise and the fall this is going to be fun it's divided up into three main periods pre-classical, classical and post-classical let's start with pre-classical, nothing really happened okay so on to classical
1: nothing uh, really, sorry
0: <laughs> that's pretty, mu- that's oh, pretty much how play. it is I was reading up on as the pre-classical era, it was like uh cyclopses existed. Okay, and then in the classical era. So uh we're in the classical era now. This is when these cyclopses started banding together and they develop a writing system because they they're very smart. Um and they have this reverence for the sun and the moon because they are singular giant beings in the sky. Griff, why do you think they might have appreciated those singular giant beings in the sky being cyclopses?
1: Probably because they only have one eye to appreciate them with. You got it. Boom.
0: One eye, one sun, one moon. Yeah. It's they, they so they had this feeling of cultural superiority. Um, because they're like, we only have one eye, where most where most other creatures have more than one. The sun's like an eye, the moon's like an eye, so that means we're
1: better than everybody. The sun's really close to us because I don't have depth perception.
0: Very fair. So they start uh worshipping the sun and the moon, and at first they were kind of benevolent deities, the sun and the moon were. Um, they The cyclopses sacrificed animals to kind of keep them running, and they began creating these cities. Most notable in these cities are their big ziggurats, so they're like stepped pyramids. Um, they had cities as large as uh, 100,000 cyclopses per city, so quite large in Pathfinder terms yeah, for, that's for- nearly a uh, Cyclops Absalom. Pretty much. So, as the cities grew, they grew outward, you know, along the x-axis, but they also grew downward, down below the world, into the Darklands, into the first layer of the Darklands, the one that's closest to the surface, called Narvath. And if anybody here, and I know we got some Dice Crisis folks in here, uh, knows anything about the Darklands, going down there's a mistake. You're going to find some bad shit.
1: I mean, sometimes you had to go down there. Sure.
0: Such as Earthfall. (laughs) Right? But... Griffin, were you not paying attention to the timeline earlier? This is several ages before Earthfall.
1: They're just checking it out. They're dipping their toes in. They're like, hey, this might be a nice place to head if, you know, I, I don't know, dust settled on the
0: entire Earth. That's fair. So they, they actually did dip their toes down below the surface into Narvath and bumped into the serpent folk for the first time, who ruled most of the overworld, but also a good chunk of the underworld as well. Um, Immediately, the Cyclopses were like, "Okay, time to fight. And they started fighting the serpent folk, but they weren't fighting the main armies of the serpent folk. It was just outskirts and just edge of the empire sort of stuff. As they continued to beat back these uh, these snake people, um, they were spending lots and lots of time underground away from their deities of the sun and the moon. And as they were spending time away from their deities, they started to go, those, those explorers, those warriors started to go a little mad.
1: She and that's a tillish.
0: <sighs> hashtag brain mold. Um, so they go mad and they start actually. Um, co-opting some of the ideologies of the serpent folk. So as they push the serpent folk back, the serpent folk are leaving camps and stuff behind and they're reading religious texts and learning uh, how a lot of these serpent folk get their power. And because they're starting to go a little crazy, some of that stuff starts to make sense to them. And they start bringing these beliefs back to their people, both below and above the surface. So now... These beliefs are starting to permeate their way through uh, the Golgon society to the point where your lowest commoner to your highest emperor are all starting to believe this stuff. It's not good. These animal sacrifices that they used to have um, slowly started to give give way to sacrifices of their own kind of cyclopses. Um, and then descended into bloodthirsty cannibalistic acts. Speaking of which, looks like we got another celebration to have. Dang, guys, you
1: bloodthirsty. I gotta get through this quick. Do we, do we know who uh, <laughs> who these are from?
3: I do, actually. Uh, these are from Elizabeth. She gave us 75, so that's why Griffin's getting two to even it out.
1: Sounds like a button, Elizabeth.
3: Yeah,
1: I okay. only have one left.
3: Okay.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I, I, I'm I want to I wanna stop right here and say thank you guys so much. That's that's 400 bucks for the cause. That's amazing. That's incredible. Seriously, this is
0: this is really incredible. Thank you everybody who's participating.
1: Oh, you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, thank you everybody. I, think I see that one. I took Come that one on earlier. now.
2: Yeah.
3: What is it? Wait, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Spicy
1: pickle juice.
0: <laughs>
3: uh,
0: no, I haven't had that yet. I wish I had that one with a whiskey one. All right. Well, I'm going to take this, uh, curiously carbonated blue beverage and then I get the same one as you. It's
1: good. Oh, thank God. There are for the listeners at home. There's, oh, there's two, two of each somewhere on the, on, on, the mystery
0: celebration wheel. That was such a reprieve. That was excellent. I'm really glad that was in there.
1: Palate cleanser, me. really the the and pickle Elizabeth. juice.
0: So, all right. So. the the society is starting to collapse a little bit or rather it hasn't started to collapse, but it's starting to rot from the inside. And like I said earlier, though, there are a lot of prolific and powerful cyclops, oracles, and prophets. Uh, Obviously some of them are going to see this coming and they do. And they try and warn the leaders of their civilization that the whole thing's about to collapse. This is a big mistake. But their leaders aren't hearing any of it. They got that juicy serpent folk uh, lore and, and, and nastiness in them. They love it. I don't like that descriptor. of That juicy. So these uh, these these good folk uh, cyclopses band together and leave the empire, and they go to form a new empire called Kaloran. This is on the continent of Casmoran. This is east of the Inner Sea region, so east of Avistan and Garund, in what is modern-day Eobaria. And they also settle in the more remote island nation of Iblidos. All right. So, the Cyclopses who remain behind be- keep going with their descent into, uh, into madness and disaster into the post-classical era by reinterpreting their old gods. Instead of benevolent beings, the sun became a ruthless oppressor to be appeased with mass slaughters and rivers of blood while the moon was celebrated by appalling debauchery and unspeakable acts, which I Dubachry? imagine... Debauchery? Come on, man. Debauchery. Um, which is probably uh, code for, for fucking. It is code for fucking. You did
3: Hey it. Hey, Steve, you got a specific question about your drunken history.
0: Yeah, sure. What's was up? That,
3: is that the Australia analog...
0: Um, Like in our canon, because Mr. Serpent is from the Sodden Lands, which is where this kind of takes place, in which case that is the very heavy Australian accent land. Mr. Serpent? Okay. So, yes, Mr. Serpent. Um, okay, so that marks the end of the classical era, which is the majority of my run through. Post classical, the civilization continues to decline both structurally and morally now no longer are people worshiping these things in secret and having big festivals. Just It permeates every aspect of their culture. And Cyclops is now are worshiping beings like the Blood Queen. Griffin, do you know who the Blood Queen is? No, I don't think I do. Neither did I. She's a powerful outsider that lives in the shackles and is like CR 24 or something and is like some sort of somewhat demigod, but just kind
1: of... Lives on Galarian. Didn't I didn't know, know about I it. I know a couple of those. Yeah. I know a couple. Yeah, nothing like that in Cursed of <laughs> the Crimson Throat. No. <laughs> None I, of those. No, I wouldn't worry all. about it.
0: Um, and they also worshipped another being. This is a name that's probably a little bit more familiar to you and the folks at home called Azathoth. Yes. Yes. Um, very Lovecraftian, very nasty. Um, at the very highest level, I have a summary that's just Azathoth is a gibbering mass of destruction as large as a star. He's Azathoth. Yeah. Baby. That's what he do. Yep. So it's all falling apart now. The rituals that they um, have been doing in in uh, the Golgon Empire get increasingly depraved. And they start just openly breeding with otherworldly creatures, making weird hybrids. So now that like coyly worded sex stuff that was in here originally is just... What, the the doobockery? Doobockery. the dubockery dubockery was... i'm not i'm not changing my pronunciation you have That's to just change burned in my brain um and so they make these weird hybrids by banging them and so now this is transitioned from the age of the serpent folk into, or the age of serpents into the age of legends and the star stone impact sinks most of the golgon empire um at the same time that it kind of does the same thing to a big chunk of Thassalon as, and Aslant. So this is one of the uh, kind of friendly fire things from the Starstone. So most of the Golgon Empire just physically collapses into the Arcadian Ocean, swamps everybody out, and those tunnels that they dug earlier into Narvath flood as well, so it washes away all the nonsense there. Um, interestingly enough as well, another casualty of the Starstone impact is that kaloran empire the good cyclopses that fled they just got fucking wiped out too oh guys yeah <laughs> sorry guys yeah you tried but so that was several thousand years ago compared to like present day galarian uh, what's left of the golgon empire is a bunch of fine stonework they're big temples these ziggurats on these islands um, that used to be mountains one of these days there's lots of relics temples really cool stonework jewelry that has lasted thousands of years, like a giant, or a, a Cyclops' ring would be something that, like, a um, a noble would use, like, as a necklace because they're really great. Uh, Haley, has got something for us?
3: Yeah, we got another just question here in the chat, uh, with your Drunk Galarian History. Does Azathoth get along with Grotius? Azathoth? Azathoth.
0: That's a really good question. I would guess probably No.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, generally, the great old ones don't really get along with yeah. anybody. I, I don't even know if like don't get
0: along with them it's is just, the right it's, way to put it. They not, just don't they, care. They can't
1: even like communicate. Yeah. Really, like they're not—they're not the type of deities that would have relationship. Well, at least Azathoth isn't the type of deity that would actually have a relationship with other deities. If you're thinking like the Eldritch deities, like the the Mythos deities tep is probably the only one that like actually has real relationships with deities outside of the mythos.
0: Yeah, they're their goal they may have similar-ish goals, but mm. they're so well, they, far apart. They don't really even yeah.
1: have goals. Like right, if you're yeah. if you're Azathoth, you don't really have goals. You're just
0: right. You can it. kind of lump them together yeah. in like a general they just want to see stuff destroyed way, but
1: that doesn't mean they care for each other or even acknowledge it's each weird. other it's weird. Grotius might have like a one way relationship with Azathoth, right? Because yeah, like Grotius yeah. is all about the end of the you know the end of all things and Azathoth kind of brings that forth. Hmm That's kind of like
0: our relationship where like, I'm just kind of controlling this, you know, I'm just rolling, just being a a
1: super charismatic person. You're just kind of along for the ride. Oh yeah, that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Very one way. Very one way. Um, Just like the door when I kick you out of it.
0: (laughs) Guess who's sleeping in their car again. All right, uh, last final little bit of legacy that I really enjoyed was that in 4111 AR, so probably about 500 years before, five or 600 years before um, the Age of Lost Omens adventures, explorers from Cheliacs started exploring Meteogalti Island and the Shackles and found all these ruins of Golgon. They were going to colonize that region, um, but found the shit that they came across too disturbing and declined to settle there. Instead, they went further south
1: and created the colony of Sargava. Yeah. If you like the Golgon Empire, play Skulls and Shackles. There's a little bit of that. Griffin, that's the next thing that I was going to say. Sorry, I played Skulls and Shackles, so I called it out. I didn't think you'd call it out.
0: No, just, yeah, my, my final plug is um, a lot of this stuff I just pulled offline. I did a lot of research um, in different, you know, forums and wiki posts and stuff. But they keep referencing a book called Lost Kingdoms, which sounds awesome. It's all it's, it has entries on Thassalon, the Golgon Empire, all of these uh, Sercorus before the World's Wound, just all of these cool civilizations that offer a framework for a lot of the crazy shit that's happening on Galarian, But you don't actually see them because they're long destroyed. So I want to read that one day. I don't actually have it myself, but I'm probably going to buy it. But also the module Plunder and Peril, I've read. They've got some really cool Cyclops stuff in there. And then I haven't read it myself or played in it, but I saw tons and tons of references to Skull and Shackles. So I would suggest you check out the back matter of that. And I really, really enjoyed reading about the Golgon Empire. It was a blind spot of mine, and I loved it. I thought it was really cool, and
1: I encourage you all to look more up about it. Not often do you get all the way back to the Age of Serpents? No. Did you have something to say, Haley?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to point out uh, before we get into Griffin's section that we are currently sitting at less than $300 from the number one team in Lincoln, Nebraska, actually.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Wow. I didn't know we were that close to that. That's awesome, guys. We're coming for you, other team. Yeah, the <laughs> team. We got the Golgot Empire. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the previous one, the good
0: guys. Putting the Cyclopses on our backs. <laughs> all right that concludes my installment of drunk galarian history i had a ton of fun researching this stuff and
1: now i'm gonna pass it over to you griffin i thought you might have some fun with this segment that's why i wanted to do it and like just think steve steve as your like history professor in college with only one button wow i'd be the bad boy on campus the Bad boy on campus. <laughs> you're hungover professor that's drinking right. two cups of coffee during your lecture hard to beat every time you get a quiz question right i unbutton my shirt a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) well immediately removed due to ethics violations yeah yeah quickly uh so i'm gonna talk nadal and Zani k my boy zonkathan oh sorry by the way i still have it might look like my shirt's open but i still have one button left to go
0: there's one button
2: he's gonna
1: he's gonna breeze it to the sides when Mm -hmm. when he's done Oh, maybe I won't. I don't know. I'm not that confident.
2: You're not that. I, co- okay. Know.
0: Yes. We'll
1: see. You don't have your beach body ready yet.
0: I'll see how I look in the in, in the reflection. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the formation of Nadal. And because I'm going to talk about that, I have to talk about Zani K, Zankathan, our boy. I did a lot of this research when I was actually spitballing the. Uh, the evil interlude in Nadal that we did We yeah. did that kind of five episode Trek into Nadal And it was a lot of fun and a lot of adventures Don't really touch Nadal So I wanted to discuss it a little bit So we'll start with Zan Kithan Your boy, he's, uh, he's known as the Midnight Lord mm-hmm. The Dark Prince uh, The Prince of Pain Yep. Because, you know, bad boys like pain <laughs> it is true. It's a, uh, it's a blessing and a curse, baby. Some of his, some of his, uh, what he presides over is envy, pain, darkness, and loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, his favorite weapon is that spike chain that's used by his followers to both inflict pain on others as well as inflict pain on themselves. Zankathan is kind of the um, the god of pain in in such a way that his worshippers. Feel that pain is one feeling. Pain themselves is one way to worship, mm-hmm. and so Nadal, being a country that is entirely Kathites, is what we'll call them Zan worshipers. worshippers. Um, a lot of things in Nadal revolve around pain and and shadows. Um, his sacred animal, a bat. Okay. He's just keeping the spooky vibes, and his colors are dark gray and red. He lives in Zvoikian, which is a city actually in the Shadowlands, Ooh. Um, or in the Plane of Shadows. It's interesting because he kind of gained the rights to the Plane of Shadows in a way through his... Uh, return as a God, which we'll talk about in a minute here. His sacred text is called The Umbral Leaves. You guys actually, uh, this was one of the books that you found in Lorimore's locker.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So The we, skull we, with
0: the chains on it. Yeah, yeah, we're going
1: way back. So, when we talk about Zankathon and we talk about the history of Zankathon, he was not always this evil deity. He was actually known as Dobral before he was Zankathon. He's the brother of Shaylin and the son of the spirit wolf Thron. He was a deity of uh, good things. You know, he was he was very similar to his sister Shaylin and a lot of the things that they presided over. Um but after he, along with the other deities, did battle with and sealed the rough beast rovagug into the dead vault, uh, Dobral actually grew jealous of Shaylin, And that started a path that he never really returned from. He started this jealousy and that kind of tainted what he was all about, what his, um, what his deific domains were as a good-aligned god. So with that jealousy in mind, he abandoned Galarian for the dark places in between the planes. And when he got there, he got twisted by something that could madden even a god.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Something like an old one, potentially, although we don't really know. But when he returned, he was no longer Dobrow. He was Zankathan. Yes, fall from grace. Yeah. And he fought Shalen upon his return. Speaking of which, I can't
0: remember which book it's in. Um, it might, um, it's, it's one of the like core first edition. It might be like inner sea gods or something. One of the, the core, um, uh, reference books, but there is an incredible two-page piece of art. Uh, unfortunately, I can't show the stream, but I can pull this up for Griffin of... Uh, I know exactly what you're Yeah, Zan Kutan yeah. and, Sh- and Shaylin cool. fighting. It's an, it's an
1: incredible piece of art Because they fight over her glaive.
0: Yes, and it looks okay. like he's kind of grabbing it, his
1: hands up, like he's going to strike her and she's trying mm-hmm. to
0: pull it away. It's an incredibly piece of art. I believe
1: is something I didn't write down in my notes, but I believe the glaive was actually his. I think that's... Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah. Did you have something to say, Haley?
3: We did get another donation, but I do not know the quantity because I can't remember where it was. But we definitely got more because now we're at 2,800. So oh, we went from
0: like 60 something to 80 percent of this to the goal.
3: Yeah. So I'm waiting on Chris because apparently there's also a message in there. Um, so I'm going to wait until I get the notice from the Hora Chris on what what was said.
1: Sounds good. I'll be interrupted in a couple minutes with a shot, <laughs> I'm sure. So, yeah, so they, they formally actually shared that glaive. And so he fought with her and she defeated him in a way. Mm-hmm. By, that's the, the glaive is Shailen's holy weapon. She uh, It became fully hers. Um, but Abadar being kind of a, a god of order... Realized that this psychopath that had returned was powerful and was going to continue to rise in power, and if he was left to Galarian, would wreak havoc across it. So he made a deal. He Zonkathon's part of the deal was that he would, that he would go into exile in the plane of shadow for as long as the sun shone on Galarian, mm-hmm. and in exchange. He could have any choice of an item from the first vault. The first vault being Abadar's uh, vault of the original of anything in existence. Everything in existence is in Abadar's vault, and it is the first version Orig- of
0: original can of hands. Original sword Canahan's is in Abadar's vault. The
1: original table. Everything. Yeah, the original Steve is there. Oh fuck! <laughs> um, he chose the first shadow. Which gave him the ability to craft evil shadow creatures. And uh, Earthfall, when it happened,
2: mm-hmm.
1: broke his agreement. The sun no longer shone on Galarian. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that'll do it. And so with Earthfall and the ensuing Age of Darkness, Donnie K was freed a lot earlier than Abadar, the rest of the deities expected, and Uh, he collected that first shadow.
0: uh, Before I forget this, in uh, high school, I had a physics professor whose whose name
1: who went by Donnie K. Donnie K. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's just in hiding. Well, he 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 liked pain. He
2: liked pain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He taught you.
0: Yeah, he he taught it in all boys' school. He liked
1: pain. Uh, So so he actually used that first shadow to uh to create his deific domain in the shadow plane he turned his former prison into the city of Mm Zavoikian, which is the um which is his deific domain on the shadow plane then he took that first shadow corrupted his own father and forced him to act as his herald who is his father? His father was the spirit wolf Thron. Oh. And so he is now this wolf in chains known as the Prince of Chains, Zankathon's herald. That's wild. So with a little bit about Zonnie K out of the way, we're gonna talk about Nadal. And we're gonna talk about Nadal similarly to you before the Age of Darkness mm-hmm. and before Earthfall. It was actually the, the nation where, where the nation would become was filled with a great plains and it was filled with Kellett horse Lords. Okay. Think a little Lord of the Rings here. You have, you have entirely uh, kind of entirely like human and horse codependent society. Like, here. A, like a Rohan yeah, situation. Like Rohan Hell here. yeah. yeah. Um, and the people lived in kind of like a semi nomadic Mm-hmm. existence where they move place to place, uh, but they always carry their horses with them and treated their horses uh, as almost equals. And it, wait, I'm sorry. So is this
0: where present day Nadal is? Exactly, i Okay, yes. cool.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. For their spiritual life, they had shamans. For their political life, they had warlords that ruled over the tribes. So it was kind of like a nomadic tribe thing. And their deities at the time were primarily Gazra and Desna. So uh, that makes sense with with their nomadic lifestyle, that they would worship Desna and Gazra being kind of the god of most of nature. Um, Living that existence kind of made sense for them. But when Earthfall occurred, the ancient Nitalese realized that their horses couldn't survive underground. Hmm. Much like the... People on the surface across Galarian were moving underground to save their own lives. The their horses were so important to them in in what would become Nadal that they tried to find another way. Another way to stay on the surface and survive this. And so the three most powerful leaders of the Keled Horse Lords journeyed across the lands. So these are nomads, and they, they had set up various religious sites where they prayed to Gaza or where they prayed to Desna. They prayed to their gods place to place to place and received no response in the days leading up to Earthfall. They came upon a desolate area known as the Weeping Fields. Okay. And the shamans warned them not to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shamans said this was an unholy place, a place that would corrupt them.
3: Alright. I'm going to stop you for a minute.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, my
0: God. I just looked at the thing. I've been watching the ticker, and the ticker exploded (laughs) while while you've been
3: talking. Uh, So, Bibby has actually donated another $75.
1: Jeez Louise, bud. That's the end of the shirt.
0: It's
3: open. It's definitely, that's over $500 as well. And...
1: Let me just go full horse
3: lord. But you guys, don't worry, because this one, I have to take one of the shots, too. You do? Really? That's actually a special request that Biffy had. Two for you and one for me. Wow.
0: Yeah, of course. Let's do this thing, then.
3: I'd also like to announce uh, that Eric... 10 lawn gnomes, he is the top donator right now. Wow. Because he also came back in. I'm still waiting on the quantity and if he had a special message. Because <laughs> apparently that's a thing now.
0: <laughs> Eric and Baby are such good dudes.
1: Yeah, wow. They're I mean... Fucking awesome. Guys, you carrying it. <laughs> uh, so... Thanks, I guess. Oh, I just said that margarita one. Blah. Someone's pretty tart. I almost prefer a shot. Yeah.
0: Spicy pickle juice. Not bad. Haley, what'd you end up with? Do you know?
3: I actually think I ended up with the same thing that I'm drinking right now. Come on. Sorry. Come on. I did <laughs> I didn't mean to. I the just boys picked-
1: are putting in work back here. I picked a clear one. Now we have an uneven amount of shots.
0: <laughs> well, I'm still one ahead of you. Because I got a 25.
1: Yeah, but then I had 3 or I had 2 and you had 1.
0: Yeah, they're... they're oh, okay. I didn't realize it bounced back out. Yeah.
1: It it always will balance mm. out cuz I get one after you mm. every time. I mean I mean yeah, Inle- unless, unless somebody leads it on on a 25er. No. Um so as I was saying, the shaman's warned these three leaders that like, don't go in the sterile the hands weeping or fields Weeping fields, that's what I mean. We're not we're not a place to be fucked with, but mm. the lords refused to turn away from potential salvation so they saw the weeping fields as an area with an unknown deific presence and they gravitated towards it because their own gods weren't answering upon reaching this area they began to hear dark whispers of salvation and suddenly before the three lords a rift opened to the shadow plane and the whispers became screams, promising dark power beyond their imagination through submission to the Midnight Lord.
0: Damn, it's almost like they got a signal of screams or something.
1: It's like they did get a signal of screams.
0: Well put.
3: I got the quantity that Eric donated. Okay. He did another
1: 125. <sighs> Damn! Damn, dude. Wait. That oh, wait, more? wait, wait, hold on, hold
0: on. Wait! I'm, I'm less excited about wait. this now. <laughs> but...
1: But Eric.
3: But
1: Eric Oh no 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 I know what this is. No 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 oh. no 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 no
3: Each of you got a an Malort and then I took one because it's 125.
0: Well thank you for your service and Eric thank you for helping defeat cystic fibrosis.
1: And and us. Thanks for helping defeat us.
0: Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have a more shot.
1: Cheers! So, um, I just want to say a huge thank you. I mean, we had a we had a tray of celebrations here, and we had saved the the last two on the tray as um, malorts. Yes. And that's just. I mean, that that's above and beyond generous of you guys to to donate that much. I Honest- didn't. I didn't know. I didn't think we'd get to the malort.
0: Honestly, I was really worried that we wouldn't even make a dent in the tray because I didn't know you know how generous people were going to be you guys are going nuts this is so cool and I'm I we fake being like oh no the shots are coming but this is fucking awesome this is so cool that you guys are, are showing up uh for for Carson and Chris the, sh- the the tray of shots is empty right now however that does not mean that our game is done. Let me get through Nadal. (laughs) Once Griffin finishes talking about Nadal, we're going to take a five-minute break. um, Ten minute. Ten minute break Mm -hmm. where you all can start throwing some questions in the chat that you guys want us to answer once we get back. But also, that's going to give us an opportunity to uh, re-up the celebration tray.
1: So we'll be right back at it. Mm. Is it weird that now that I have this, I'm crossing my fingers for a uh, pickle shot. The pickle shot was great. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Oh, nothing takes the pain of that milord away. So where I was, uh, the, the three leaders that were whispered and then shouted these promises of great power uh, through submission to Zankathon saw visions of their tribes being obliterated and all of the horses dying. After this vision, Zonkathan split the barrier between the shadow plane and the material plane and crawled through and revealed himself to the three horse lords. He touched each lord on the forehead. And showed them glimpses into the dark tapestries, things similar to what he had seen when he became Zonkathan. And he by doing this, it forever mutilated and twisted them. They began calling themselves the Black Triune. Ooh. Immortal. And insane. They became the leaders of this new nation formed around subservience and worship of Zankuthan. Mm-hmm. The sacrifice saved the Kellid and all of their horses, but it also pledged them to Zankuthan for eternity. This happened right before Earthfall. Yet the same three horse lords rule over Nadal as the Black Triune in modern-day Galarian. Oh, so
0: that's why it's a triune, because there's three of them. hmm Yes.
1: And so when we think about now, in the present of Galerian, mm-hmm. uh, how Nadal is, it's a Cuthite theocracy, which is ruled over by the Black Triune, which is then kind of the secondary governing body, is what's known as the Umbral Court. And the Umbral Court is various leaders within Nadal that have shown... Immense sacrifice to the Prince of Pain. Uh, many of these are undying, as well, vampires and the like. Uh, but some are regular humans that uh, that have just gone above and beyond, pledging their lives to worship. Zani K's uh, protection saved Nadal from Earthfall, um, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and it is right now. One of the most long-lived societies on Galarian, because of that, wow, yeah, and that, so it yeah. contains great secrets and and ancient knowledge uh, passed down from an unended rule of a thousand or ten thousand years. Uh, they're very insular, though they don't readily accept foreigners for um, obvious reasons, I think, and they 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 don't trust foreigners that arrive there, especially those that don't worship the Prince of Pain. Uh, but recently trade with Cheliax and Geb has been allowed as the ancient secrets within Nadal are highly valuable to the right buyer and Nadal has connections with both nations for Chelyax. Chelyax actually uh, conquered Nadal for a time.
0: Yeah, they they're, they share a border.
1: They share a border and Chelyax invaded Nadal conquered Nadal. Nadal actually was able to reverse influence Chelyax and get like Get the worship of Zankuthan across that border, mm-hmm. and then they eventually became independent. Geb is a very similar nation to um, to Nadal, and so they, even if they don't worship the same deity, um, similar interests, similar interests, yeah, uh, and similar powerful secrets in Geb as there are in Nadal. So there is a trade agreement there pretty far apart
0: too so that's that's interesting that they found each other and uh yeah have trade routes and stuff
1: yeah it's very interesting the dolls uh place that i feel like just isn't really explored and a lot of pathfinder lore it definitely gets tangential touches with yeah. a lot of adventures because it is as you said so close to like cheliacs and, and many of the other inner sea uh, settings that adventure paths are based in but there's not a ton happening specifically in the doll.
0: Yeah, there's. I, I've read several adventures that take place in and around Cheliacs, and there is all. I feel like in all of them there is a little bit of bleed over. There's which like, like an says, Italy's yeah.
1: guy in in town, like as yeah. a Cuthite, and he like does whatever. You'll fight one Chitin. And
0: yeah. Be yeah, like yeah. ooh. ooh. Um, I I know. The module Midnight Mirror yep, takes Midnight place Mears there, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there's a couple uh, novels right that I think you've read.
1: Yes, there is. Um, I think Shadow Glass and Shadow Blade are the two. Okay. Shadow Glass is actually where I got a lot of the inspiration for the Nadal Evil Interlude. Ooh, I still and need to read that. I highly recommend yeah. reading it. I recommend anybody out there that's interested in Nadal to read it because it's it's. It's really, I mean, they, they brought the author of that book in when they wrote the splat book for Nadal because Ooh. she had formed so much of the basis of Nadal already in that book. Oh, I didn't realize Nadal had had its own splat book too. It does. Yeah. Oh, I
0: need mm-hmm. to read that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. It, it was one of the later splat books, but there is one. That's where I got a lot of this info. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> but with that, I think we should take a break and re-up on shots and get into the listener questions.
3: Right before intermission, I would like to say thank you, everybody. We're now uh, the—they are the number one team in Lincoln, Nebraska, because of all of you.
2: Woo! Yeah,
1: that's awesome. That's even cooler for Carson. I'm—I'm so happy to hear that.
0: Yeah, it it couldn't be going to a better cause, and and uh, Carson and Chris are such fantastic individuals. We're gonna take a quick 10-minute break. Re-up. Get your questions in while you can, because when we come back, we're expecting to work through a flurry of listener questions, and we are so excited to see them. We're not we're, we're not vetting any of them. Haley, <laughs> Haley's just going to tell us, and we're just going to have to run with it.
1: Especially if you donate it, I guess we're not allowed to vet it. <laughs> yeah, we just got to run. <laughs> all right,
0: see you all soon. We'll be right back. Great, Chris. Hello, and welcome back,
1: everybody.
3: Hey. We all about ran up here. And as we immediately run up here, I got some notes. Come on, man. <laughs> While we're yeah. on break, <laughs> um,
1: I just give you guys the a, a living history of Nadal, and you're gonna do me. I know. Do me dirty.
3: But uh, Trey just dirtied $169. <laughs> you have
1: Damn, sure you can take off. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I could amazing. button the
0: shirt back up and, then, it back and, up. Then, and then start working <laughs> on it again, but this is as far as it's going. I, I got nothing left. I could do the top button on my jeans, but you're not seeing that a blow the table. That's yeah, not happening. That's
3: hey, hey boys, that's that's uh, three shots each. Each just is it?
1: No, it's not. That's oh yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it is. The math the checks, out.
0: checks out. Unfortunately, the math checks out. All right,
1: here we go. Haley's lining them up. Uh, Haley, I think you mean three celebrations each? Uh, Yeah. Because obviously we're just celebrating because, again, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. This is almost $1,000. Completely unprecedented.
0: We had no idea how amazing this was going to be.
1: Oh.
3: All right, and uh, just so you guys know, Steve got the special do du- or however you said it du did you bockery shot alright and uh Haley what's in that shot oh it's uh it's Midori cream and salt why <laughs> because it's green and milky and salty that is what was requested
0: I only do this because I want to beat CF
3: <laughs> I
1: will fight CF <laughs> I feel that like- was some whack shit. Yeah. <laughs> Holy at, at crap. This, at this point I, <laughs> I feel like I'm being assaulted. <laughs> so I'm even more adamant we are at 91%. <laughs> we're getting there tonight. For the love of God we have to. Alright, we're working our way through uh Just tell Chris I, I hope Carson's not watching. God. I mean, God, if he is, I'm, I'm so I sorry. I love him, but I don't want him to have to see this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we do have questions in the chat.
1: Well, that's amazing because that's what this segment is, answering listener questions.
3: Alright, so Bippy has asked what's a piece of Galarian history you wish you could drunkenly reinterpret into reality?
1: Ooh, that's uh, well, I I have one that uh, nobody really knows but I, I think... The idea of making a movie out of Caden Callian's Ascension of the Starstone would be amazing. Whoa, I didn't know we were making movies out of this shit. That, well, you said no, interpret it yeah, into reality. Like, that, would, that would literally be like The Hangover 2.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should have done for Hangover. The Hangover, 2. Cola, and Starstone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, G because it's it's top of brain right now i don't know that this is my best answer but i would like to have a completely goofy movie much (laughs)
1: like like that kind of movie
0: (laughs) calm down um that is um that's like geostorm but it's during Earthfall.
1: It's It's actually Geostorm. It's the day after tomorrow. Yeah, right. It's
0: day after tomorrow, Earthfall. So all of these enormous civilizations are collapsing and um, you've got a select few heroes who are trying to stop it and uh, clearly they can't.
1: I think part of this question was like, which one do you wish was real? (laughs) Which I don't think. Uh, I wish the serpent folk were real. All right, next
3: question. (laughs) Move on. Yeah, we do have another um, question. It's kind of silly. It's fun, but it's from our top donator. Which, is so it's from Eric. Where in Galarian is Carmen San Diego?
0: Fuck,
1: Fuck, that's a really good question. That is a great question. I think she's. um... (sighs) I've got an answer. She is. Okay, go ahead. I have. She's in the uh, the Emerald Citadel or whatever the. Emerald. No, 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 no. The the flying castle that had crashed. That is uh, Xander Ghouls' previous castle. I hope that's where she is, because we go in there and return to the Rune lords. No, we're we go not going there. Yeah, we are. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that
0: would be great. Um, I'm gonna say she is going to keep in with, um, you know, what she does in real life and go to somewhere that has a very direct analog to a place in uh, real world history. I think she's going to Galt.
1: Galt?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, Galt would be cool. Because I could see Carmen San Diego chilling in France, and Galt is, I mean, honestly, probably
1: the thinliest veiled. There's uh, a couple thin veils. <laughs> but yeah, Galt's literally revolutionary France.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to say Carmen San Diego is in Galt, and uh, maybe she had a tough time of it, and one of the guillotines got her, and uh,
1: her soul is stuck in a guillotine blade. What if you actually found Carmen San Diego in Russia in Reign of Winter? <laughs>
2: and <laughs> brought her back.
1: <laughs> Griffin, that's really good.
3: Follow-up from Bippy. Yep. Vigilante or an investigator?
1: Oh. I think she's an investigator for sure. Well,
0: as much as I would want her um, to blend in with the local populace and hide like a vigilante, Carmen Sandiego has been inspiring generations. Generations. So she would be an investigator because they have inspiration.
1: Oh, nice. Is there an inspiration, is there like an investigator archetype or one of the, one of their different inspiration pool things that lets them use disguise with inspiration? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's like the spy Ooh. investigator or something.
0: I don't know if there's an archetype and I might be getting this wrong, but there is a, an investigator talent that's something along the lines of like underworld investigator. Mm-hmm. And so you get free invest I- it inspiration to things like disabled device and stealth. I would assume that disguise is part of that.
1: That would be, so yeah. that, that would be what I would say. Carmen Sandiego. Yeah. Is. So she's got that perfect th- blend of both. Talent. If you got inspiration on disguise. Oh whew. yeah. She hiding. She's hiding. She's yeah. probably better at a vigilante, <laughs> better than a vigilante at it. No kidding. Vigilante can only turn into one thing.
0: All right, Haley. What else you got for us? How are we doing on donations? Are we taking any drinks? Uh,
1: that number looks higher.
3: It, it is higher. We will be. I'm waiting on that confirmation, so don't worry. It's Thank coming. Thank you so
1: much. I I feel so bad because I keep sighing at these donations. <laughs> I'm, I'm over the moon that you're donating, but I'm just I'm looking at the the tray number two, and I'm I'm feeling it in my bones. Tray number two is intimidating. <laughs> Trade number two has made a successful intimidation check on me, and I am shook.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm voluntarily taking the shaken ch- uh, condition. <laughs> However, we have defeated tray number one. And that's a good thing. It's only up from here.
2: Why don't you say that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, Eric has asked another question, actually. We've got two in a row from him since he got his in lightning fast.
0: Yeah, he, d- he deserves questions.
3: Where on Galarian is the place least likely to be the setting of a horror story?
1: Ooh, that's actually really, that's kind of counter to what we normally talk about. Uh, very interesting, though. Ooh, I, I, I've, got a, I've got a knee-jerk answer.
0: Go ahead. Malthoon. Just kind of a random, half-settled place. I, th- I, I don't think there's... Like anything particularly interesting about it, it just kind of exists as a frontier area. And you could set horror there, like I could easily set horror there, but compared to like a Nadal or a Chellyhax or or Galt or or, or a Sirion, there's just not a lot special about Nalthun or maybe
1: like Isker too. I think for me, it's like just not special. Nex is so high concept, like mana waste, like steampunky yeah. that it doesn't give it doesn't give me a horror vibe at all like I, fi- I find it really hard to blend steampunk and horror to good effect I know you can do it but like Bioshock has done it but yeah. like it's just it's not it's, it's definitely, definitely not my go-to for horror and I think so I think I think next is where I'm gonna go with that
3: all right so uh, oh,
1: I got a low one I know that's a uh, oh, f- Give me both of these
3: Oh sorry, not that sorry Alright, well You monster <laughs> So we got a $100 donation Here from Allard at the Dice Crisis Whoa! Allard, what the hell
1: man Thanks so much
3: They've actually, the Dice Crisis, this is the second time Someone from the Dice Crisis or the Dice Hi- Crisis In general has donated $100 So um, the first 100 was before this So they're just
0: Allard Hit me up. Come back on Zone of Truth. I want you on that show. I did. I told him. I told him
3: on GM Happy Hour you
0: should
1: come back on Zone of Truth.
0: I want you back. You're fucking playing games with me. Come back.
1: Baby, come back. You can blame it all on Steve.
0: Thank you. That's correct. Um, Yeah, this is a dull pink looking beverage. Let's do that.
3: He said I'm there.
0: Oh, fuck. What is this one? It was like pink lemonade and grass clippings. You're killing me. That's You're fucked. killing
3: me. Oh, sorry. I'm not that sorry. Oh, it's too... S-
0: oh, no, no, this is great. This is all this for is good
3: reasons, a- so I'm not that sorry. All right,
0: this one is uh, carbonated, so that's a good sign. All right. Honestly, with what we're working on, if it's carbonated, that's a really good sign.
1: Yeah. I'm almost out of my... Um, <laughs> my pediolite buffer. <laughs> yeah, I'm about halfway on my pediolite.
3: All right, so we did get... Another question from, um, I don't know how to say the username, it's UZMES
1: oh that's uh that's actually tyler from min max yeah
0: hey Tyler. okay okay oh hey I, I'm, I'm sorry no, i don't want to under- interrupt you Haley. but big up to uh the rest of the failed four two slave collective um southern town poolery min max dice crisis all reposted our um our twitch stream right now they're yeah, they're, boosted, so they're boosting much. us
1: that means so much and,
2: and bippy, bippy as well
1: bippy seriously th- thank all of you that's yeah. that's awesome um I know, I know. Just talking with the GMs of those groups, one of our goals is to do more charity stuff with the GM Happy Hour piece. Mm-hmm. And so, thank you guys so much for uh, for backing us in such a big way for this.
0: This is our this is our first step in in doing things for a good cause, and uh, really looking forward to all of the really cool work that we can do together later.
3: All right. So he does have a question. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: What character and any of the shows you produce? Would most likely succeed in the Starstone Trials. Saw,
1: no, no. Um,
3: False.
1: Uh, I mean, I mean, you could pick Saw, but
0: I, th- I think if I'm going, so all of my characters so far that have appeared in the HMP, it doesn't have to be yours. I'm sorry, I thought that was the question. No, no, was any, any. Oh, jeez. <sighs> It's got to be one of Emily's characters, either either Freya or uh or Lyra. They're so pure of heart. I'm going to kick it to Freya. She's she's got she's a little tougher than Lyra, but they're both very pure. I'm going to kick
1: it to Divina. And say, you're out of your fucking mind. I'm going to say that Divina predicts you're wrong. that she will succeed the test of the you star star. You are out of your fucking mind. And then mind. through GM Fiat, it happens. No. <laughs> no.
3: Yes. You are wrong.
0: <laughs> that is the wrong answer. Is it the wrong answer?
3: <laughs> but it's the answer
1: I like. Maybe it's been too, since you've been so fucking lucky for so long. That's a very fair point. <laughs> the dice might not be in your favor, but they're in your favor when they're rolled against you. They're in someone's favor, yeah.
3: All right, so we do have a follow-up to that one from Bippy. Mm-hmm. Who would fail the hardest? Uh, Igmer,
1: no doubt. I, I mean, just Igmer Ik- wouldn't. I feel like that requires, like, next-level stuff, and is a very grounded character. Yeah, uh, is very good. I will also... Um... Not that I don't love Ikmer, and if he was a deity, that would be fucking ridiculous, but...
0: I will also say... Uh... Godfrey Leafbottom from Link Legacy would have a tough time because he's he's what? he's what? going to get in a tough situation, try and use his like spirit magic, and then uh, roll something terrible and cast cast a terrible spell and fail.
1: I'm trying to succeed the test of the star zone, but I cast mystery, but animosity I, or whatever he did,
0: it compel hostility. I'll never forget that that one Link Dep- Le- Legacy episode. Where he casts something that, like, helps his shield bonus. And he's like, this fucking does nothing!
1: <laughs> God, I had so much fun. I had to take so much pity on him yeah. by the end of that.
3: All right. We got, a, we got a follow-up to the follow-up. Oh, boy.
1: Keep them coming.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: What would they represent in the G- Galarian pantheon?
1: Oh, boy. I think... I mean, if I'm sticking with my answer of Divina, I think Divina... Becomes the new Golgon goddess. Yeah, that's right? that's a very good answer. Uh, mm-hmm. Really represents like what was lost in the age of lost omens. Her ascending might allow prophecy to start to work again, mm-hmm. uh, in in maybe a different way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Bring it back to the people. Yeah, prophecy. My answer
1: was Freya. Oh boy. It's hard because Freya is so tied to her deities already.
0: Yeah, that that. Really but she's is a tough. blend,
1: though. Like, she's a blend between mm. Desna and Old Dead
0: That's true. And lately, she has been very, uh, very diseased. So I'm going to say she figures that out in the Starstone. And uh, she becomes the uh, Lost Omens Fauci and uh, tries to get people vaccinated against things. I like that that works
3: we got another one but we also got another hundred dollar donation it is one that we're actually behind on we missed it at first do you
1: want to refresh is there any no no, no it's one that done? we
3: actually we jumped so high all at once that we missed a hundred dollars from your dear mom from griffin your mom my
1: mom's trying to kill me she's trying to kill me thank you i mom. mean celebrations i i celebrations steve Celebrate. I think you have to I think legally you're not allowed to give me liquor if my mom donated
3: uh, I don't think that's true I've got a question once you guys are done though Is it
0: from Griffin's mom?
3: No yeah, my mom <laughs> Griffin's question? Mom number? She does did have you my know? mom's number She's the one who texted me and asked for the donation link Can you ask
0: her if she has a question? Oh. For the love of god I want to answer a Griffin mom question on air
1: Why do you do all this? It Seems like a big waste of time <laughs> What? Sorry, I got, got a text.
0: <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm taking a debauchery shot and then something that's uh,
1: fizzy. Yeah, that tastes a little medicine I I don't like that.
3: Do you guys want another question then?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I could answer. Steve's got one more shot to take. Yeah.
3: All right, so we've got a, a kind of an interesting one. It's a, still on the Starstones. Vivi uh, asks If you could create the next god by passing the Starstone trial as crazily as Caden, Caden Callion, what would be their story?
1: Oh man, I I have this thing. I, I have a character that I've been meaning to play that I have played a couple times in Starfinder that is a, uh, he's a Vlaka operative that has kind of gone insane.
0: Is this the, the blind dude?
1: Yes. Yeah, we, and we I played would, with him in an, an yeah. exhibition game. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. Yeah, Dundee. I would love a character like him to succeed the Starstone. Maybe not in the craziest way possible, but like I, I want a differently abled deity that like that succeeds the starstone and like is a deity but is you know was in life that way and so there's like there's the empathy that I feel like the deities don't have like it would be really cool to have like a blind god I think and so I'd like to just see that
0: man dude that yeah I I really didn't have an answer and I know this sounds like a little bit of a cop out but I I got to, I got to go with something like that. A someone who um, has what some folks would call a disability in real life or differently able. This is another great, great term for it. Just somebody who did not have all the advantages that a lot of people do ascend to Godhood. And I feel then, like a lot of and perspective, right? I mean, there's just not, not a lot of
1: perspective.
0: Great. Yeah. I, I I really can't argue with that. And I, I don't have a better answer. I, I think somebody who oh, overcome significant obstacles and then uh has that um has that humanity left in them when they ascend would be a a, a really really cool deity yeah. so i i gotta go with that that's so good
3: we have a a, a question from chris the horror himself oh, oh.
1: <laughs> he graces us with his presence He's in the chat <laughs>
3: <laughs> he has been so busy actually watching the I, website. I believe him. That yeah. He has barely gotten a chance to listen, but he does have a question for all of us. Mm-hmm. What AP would you like to play slash run in?
1: Uh, I'm, I mean, my dreams come true when it comes to running. I get to run every AP I want to play mm-hmm. or I want to run. I'd really like to be a player in Tyrant's Grasp. I'm, I'm really obviously interested in the subject matter from carrying crown. And it's something I feel like I could make a really cool character around, but, uh, will I ever get to do that? Likely not. Uh, it, it just seems like a really cool AP to me. I, I specifically like, <laughs> it's something that like that campaign seems like it would fit so well with what we do, but I've specifically not read it and everything just because I'd rather not experience any of it on the, astronomically small chance that I might get to play it. Mm -hmm.
0: If if we're talking about 1E, um, the campaign that probably I would like to play in most... Uh, might be iron gods and not necessarily because I am so interested in numeria and stuff, just, I would, I know there's a lot of really cool, like laser gun mechanics and stuff that come into
1: play. And I think that would be really fun to pick apart and have fun with. It's an interesting bridge for anyone that's played Starfinder, I think. Absolutely. That's
0: 100% correct from what I've heard. and, And that's something I'd love to do. Um, Everyone by now should know my answer for what I'd like to run. That is my number two for what I'd like to play in. It's been ranked low in AP quality a a, a few times in a few different places, but there's there's an adventure path called Serpent Skull that I've read through that has phenomenal potential. It checks every single box of things that I am interested in from a fantasy perspective. With a little Loving, that could be just the coolest AP. Honestly, I am uh, calling it now. I'm calling it now. Before I die, I'm going to GM that AP. Whether whether that's on, on microphone or just to my friends or whatever, I am GMing Serpent Skull for somebody. I don't care who. It's happening. Hey, we're almost done book four, Steve. Um, unless I get killed first, <laughs> which is very possible (laughs) which is possible it's up there yeah i want i want to do it it's so cool it's awesome and there's just a lot you can do with it so that is that is my answer one day this will happen unless i am murdered or die in an accident
3: it's a lot steve so i have mine (laughs) and it's not so uh I, I, I so I've wanted to play in Curse of the Crimson Throne for a really long time, so I'm really looking forward to it. But I would either play or run Rain of Winter.
1: Uh, yeah, oh, that's great, great answer. One. That's yeah. such a good answer. That's definitely up there for me too. Yep. That's a great AP.
3: So I I'm really I, I've wanted to I've had a lot of interest in it for a while, so that is my my answer. Do you guys want another question? Yeah. Yeah. So we have um, two that actually I miss because they, they threw them in with their donations and that takes a while to see. So Elizabeth, who even the tie a while back, she has asked, best vacation home slash time or location in Galarian.
1: Ooh. That's a... I guess it really depends on what you like in your vacations. Yeah. Uh, I tend to go for beach and I think... Man, that's actually that's actually really tough. <laughs> when you, when you think about beach, because you could go the the entirety of the inner sea is formed around the inner sea, so you could go for an inner sea beach, or you could yeah. go for obviously like a, a beach on Garund or a beach in the Shackles or something like that. Oh, that's that's tough. I think I, I don't want to go in a major city. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a huge mistake.
0: If you're thinking about
1: it, I, thinking about I, it. I think I've got a while in an answer. Okay, let's hear it.
0: I'm, I'm vacationing in door. Yeah? Because that civilization is uh, collapsing and clearly is going towards a tourist economy and they have beachfront property. So I think there's going to be a lot of people catering to you. You're going to have this like old world cool of it. It would be, I I feel like going to vacation in Teldor could be similar to, um, and and I guess maybe this isn't a direct analog to the things that I just said, but I think Taildoor has a pretty close correlation to to like some parts of Western Europe, like Spain or Portugal or whatever. So they they have a lot of history, but also some cool beachfront property. And uh, since their economy is changing and their civilization is changing, they would probably cater to my needs, which is what I like. However, bad boys like to go to the islands. So uh, for a second, I would say like the Shackles or Sargava, you could get some really cool tropical vacation there.
1: Yeah. So my answer is Besmara's throne. It's a small island in the shackles. It's the most holy place of Besmara. It is also relatively unspoiled by civilization. It's really difficult to get to, but if you get there, there is like the most beautiful, it's called the Cove of the Queen, Mm -hmm. this beach that kind of takes up like a quarter of the island. And... Getting there, again, super difficult, but once you're there, it's so sparsely populated. There's like one big town. And so if you really want to live that like beach hermit fantasy, which I like, you yeah. you go there. That's where you go. I can see you being a beach hermit. Yeah.
0: You played a character whose last name was Driftwood, so that makes sense. Yep, It's an off-pod game. Don't worry, guys. You're not missing anything. You got eaten by fish, so no big deal. As beecherits do. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
3: So Allard also has a question.
0: Yeah, of course.
3: What PC would you make for a darklands adventure? Subterranean races, creatures, etc. Only.
1: Ooh, uh, just subterranean races. That's that's very interesting. I'd be a Caligny. I don't know what that is. There, that's what uh, Fink is in our Return of the Rune Lords campaign. Uh, They're they're kind of like the human darklands analog.
0: Oh, they're, like, kind of short and
1: white-skinned, right? they like, the shadow people, yeah. Yeah. No, I, okay, I know who they are. Oh, that's pretty sweet. I'd be a Caligny. I'd be a... I, I think I would probably build Fink, because I built Fink. When we, uh, I helped build Fink when uh, Tim and I talked about it. Uh, like a, a shadow sorcerer. Caligny.
0: I will elect not to answer this question. Because Griffin knows why. And that's all. Okay. Well...
1: Steve's got some spine
0: I guess so. It it it'll come up. It'll come up eventually. I, I, I promise that that's gonna pay off one day.
1: Okay. One day. Keep listening.
3: <laughs> I would like to let you guys know what our total currently is sitting at okay. of, of donations for this night. We've got eight hundred and eighty-nine dollars donated tonight so far from the HLP. Eight hundred and eighty-nine
2: tonight? Yes. Crazy. Dear God.
0: Yes. Incredible. So, how, f- how far away are we from uh, uh, uh,
1: Carson's goal?
3: Currently, two hundred. Two hundred? Yeah.
1: Wait, isn't that is there a discrepancy there? I thought we were. No, I th- I just the eight eighty nine. Uh, someone else must have donated tonight.
3: Oh, <laughs> but yeah. So, so we're two hundred away, and I will double check if there's any more questions here.
0: Folks, you can keep asking questions.
3: Yeah, they'll they'll keep answering.
0: I, I got nothing better to do. Yeah, man, we're hanging out. And, and you guys have d- donated to Chris and Carson's cause. So, uh, Jesus, it doesn't have to be about the show. It could be about my personal life, Chris's personal <laughs> life.
2: Like, I'll just keep talking. That's cool. See, what's your credit card number?
3: No.
0: All right, it starts with an eight.
3: Hey, uh, wait, I think I might have missed one. This is from Ten Lawn Gnomes or Eric. Did we ever ask how you'd actually cross the chasm to get to the Starstone Temple?
0: Rope. <laughs> like a bridge maybe.
1: Seems good. I'll go with rope as well. <laughs> Next question. I just I, I just love the idea of I'm crossing <laughs> to Starstone Isle. I'm level like 20 with mythic tears. Boop 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 boop. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, baby.
3: That is pretty good.
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be a
0: good one. I mean, mean yeah, it's not that hard. You like a ladder. You could even put on a, like or, a ladder. Walk across it like a bridge. Yeah,
1: that'll do. I think you you make a make a big human pyramid across.
0: That's a really good point.
1: And then everybody that uh, that was a part of the pyramid, if you succeed, becomes one of your high priests. Mm-hmm. Boom.
0: Wow, that's pretty special.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think they'd love that.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite bands in the world, a band called Enter Shikari. Uh, a lot of mosh pits open up at their shows, and uh, something they like to do is say, uh, "All right, that's enough moshing. Start building human pyramids. Start building human pyramids. Let's go." And I think that, uh, yeah, that that would be dope. That
1: adds up. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool.
3: There is a general question here. Sure. Does the does the magical rope have a new command word?
1: No, it's just the balking like a chicken. Yeah. Uh, if you're caught up with the show, you'll see that comes into
0: play pretty hard. <laughs> Several people. We ain't changing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's for
2: sure.
3: All right. And then we've got a question here. How would you beat the Whispering Tyrant? I really prefer if we answer this as how would you personally beat the Whispering Tyrant? Oh, how
1: would I personally beat the Whispering
3: Tyrant? But I tyrant? don't know how they asked it.
1: Probably with a latex glove. So you got to do
0: a Bill and Ted two situation, where um, you're challenging the Whispering Tyrant to things that you're personally good at.
1: Sorry, I just saw the donation number. (laughs) Oh, oh boy! Keep drinking, bud. (laughs) Keep going. All right.
0: So you got you got to choose things that you're very good at. I I think Bill and Ted like play shuffleboard or. Something crazy like that. Is this the devil went down to Georgia situation where you pick something? Pretty much, like... guys. I we just the celebrations are coming around. We are fifty dollars away from from the Chris and Carson goal. We're so fucking close. I've got a busy shot. We actually ran out again. <laughs> uh, do you, that was another did, sixteen. Do you, Do you know who these came from?
3: Well, one of them's me but I know there's another donation because it's not just me. This was more. Someone else also donated. I just, I waited until tonight because I knew I'd force you guys to drink. Amazing.
1: <laughs> Amazingly rude. Ah, uh, that was tasty. Wow, that's a 99% I see on the
0: screen. That's crazy. 99%, we are so fucking close. Just been having so much fun. This is this has been the best. This has been the best. zone. This is Zone of Truth 60. This is the most fun I've ever had on Zone of Truth. Easy. <laughs> well, I mean, also <laughs> the, yeah. the thirty-six uh,
1: celebrations we've had.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually I just have to talk to you for an hour and a half and have. Yeah, I beers. know that's
1: so grating. It's, it sucks. So miserable. <laughs>
0: it's
1: so miserable. No, you chose I to kid. make a show about it. I enjoy having you uh, on. The if show we're talking movies, going. I would Freaky Friday. Me? No. Uh, oh. What? Tarbafon. I would Freaky Friday. The Whispering Tyrant. Oh, boom, I thought, I thought boom wanted- we switched bodies. Gabagoo. I thought you wanted to Freaky Friday me. I mean, what we could Freaky question? Friday. How do you beat the Whispering Tyrant? Oh, good question. I'm going to Freaky Friday him. Mm. And then I'll be in his body and he'll be in my body. Mm. And then maybe I'll do the whole martyr thing and drown myself in the um, in Lake and Or maybe, because then he wouldn't have his body. Or maybe his body is powerful enough and I can just zap him to dust. Okay, that's that's really good.
0: I'd probably do a parent trap situation where I duplicate
1: myself. Okay, yeah, 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 I like that. I like that. Got a question? Sure. Yeah.
3: What should we eat next when I'm back on Zone of Truth from Allard?
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> well, I think Ooh. I think the segment Chip Chip Hooray was a Chip a, Chip Hooray was, was very great, very successful. But- so I would say that uh, you, the rest of the Dice Crisis, Griffin and myself, need to go to our local grocery stores and pick up the most ridiculous chips
1: and then uh, try them on uh, on air. Should we? I, I feel like we move on from chips, though. I feel like we... I'm kind of feeling a dessert. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. I feel like weird desserts. I feel, feel you.
1: I feel like weird desserts. <laughs> no, I'm on board. I mean, they're, uh, they're going to the Darklands. Get some dark chocolate. Crazy mixed-up kinds of dark chocolate. What could you cover dark chocolate with? What would you be willing to cover with dark chocolate? Yeah, the you know answers what? you'll find them inside this week's zone of truth.
0: Yeah. You want to come back on? You better be ready to go dark.
2: <laughs>
0: better be ready. I don't know if it's dessert. I don't know what it is. Dark foods. Yeah, Dark Foods is what it is
3: Steve, you're the other mysterious quantity What are you talking about? Per, per Chris, he said you're the other quantity
0: but That doesn't make any sense Did you donate? What are you talking about? <laughs> you butthole Yeah, I'm thirsty I, <laughs> I donated <laughs> I donated on stream because I, uh, I believe in the cause
2: <laughs> Fair enough
3: Alright, let's see Is there another I'm not going to answer any of your questions no. I didn't ask any questions no. I know,
1: but just in case, either of you wants to ask questions All you right. can't.
3: I believe Big Mood is Eli
1: That's Eli, yeah,
3: yeah. Yep. He said, which two characters from your show would you like to see in a Freaky Friday situation?
1: Uh, me as the Ooh. GM in Carrying Crown and me as the GM in Bistookers Next question Wow,
0: that's a very good answer <laughs>
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> I think Saw and Ichmer would be a great one but, That's where I was going that's, really yeah, yeah, that's, where I, that's where I really want to go
0: Yeah, I I had a a really nice time uh, when we were done, I think with maybe the session last week that we recorded, I was driving Brooks and Emily home and we were talking about what a future party could look like if Saw and Ikmer were in the party together. They both survived and kept going without Air Bear and Matumbe left and now I was playing Saw instead and that would be
1: a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun while we had it. It was, I mean, it was a blast. That, yeah. that was one. That was probably one of my favorite stretches of episodes. Yeah, I, I think Ikmer and Freya would be really funny too, just because of the, mm-hmm. you know, just because of the Brooks Emily like contentious thing when she brought a new character in. Yeah, that would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty much Ikmer and anybody. Ikmer and anybody's really good. I think. I mean, honestly, the Eclipse with Bay... Swap kind of happened. It, yeah, I mean, not not, not actually, but like with the lopper moving from one to the other, that
2: mm-hmm.
1: that kind of gave a Freaky Friday swap vibe.
3: i have another question from Alex.
1: We're
0: 50 dollars right. away from the goal.
3: I know. I don't want to. I don't want to call it quite yet, but we do have another question. So as we keep getting questions, I'll let you know. And then if whenever we want to call it, we can. But we're gonna have to
1: do another plate po- how do we track past the goal
3: I don't I don't know
1: how do we track <laughs> past the goal But I'm worried <laughs> alright, Allard, what's up
3: who can do the most push-ups
1: <laughs> who can do the most shots push-ups oh, me <laughs> yeah, fucking, what the fuck are you talking about dude, I lift a combined like 1500 pounds Grist like a time and a half wider than I am. Yeah, come on. These
0: are like What's Steve's quads. About. Now listen. Now listen. Do I have? Do I have a cut frame?
2: Yeah, yes, you do. You do. Yeah.
0: Yes, I run it lean. Bad boys run it lean. Yeah. However, come on, you gotta you gotta give me some leeway to still be a bad boy. However, I <laughs> certainly don't run it lean. However, I am sitting next to a dump truck of a man. He's a he, he, he's he's almost as wide as he is tall. He's almost as forward as he is back.
1: That's okay, that's
0: The true. booty don't tell lies. It doesn't. You're right. You're right. His thighs are like my chest. Did
2: you he did the NFL
0: combine.
1: Yeah, I did get 14 at 225. Just And that, was, that was like 3 months ago. So I feel like I could do that. The lifting's been a good thing. I,
0: I've really enjoyed the lifting. <laughs> I've had fun, too, when I've been able to participate, but, I mean, yeah, we, we're, so, we're
1: on different planets here.
3: Ultimately, I would really love the energy. Uh, didn't love the question. It was too obvious.
1: Mm-hmm. It's too obvious. Take us something different. <laughs> yep. Like, who could touch their toes easier, which might be Steve. <laughs> 100% it is. I did yoga for years. <laughs> <laughs> My flexibility is off the charts. Yeah. All right. I wonder if people listening to this in three weeks are going to be able to tell that we've... Celebrated so much! I think oh, they will. I
3: think, I think they will. Bippy Bippy asked, "What other Lindsay Lohan movie would you use to take out the Whispering Tyrant?"
1: Ooh, okay, that's uh, f- uh, I mean, obviously, Mean Girls. Uh, yeah, Mean Girls is my answer too. That's a really good answer.
0: I don't know any other Lindsay Lohan
1: movies. It, Lindsay Lohan movies are tough to come by. I think there were a couple after Mean Girls, but I don't remember any of them. So I took the only low-hanging fruit. But Mean Girls, yeah. I think you have to be mean to him. I think he's gonna realize the error of his ways. Uh, maybe bring Aridin back for guest cameo. Yeah, that would be really good. Mm-hmm. You need an Aridin cameo. You sue Aridin to function.
3: Yes. I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm getting word. Yeah. Yes. What are you getting word about? That we've done it.
1: No. I, it doesn't. I. I don't no, see I know it doesn't show up. I haven't seen any congrations. We done it yet?
3: The screen doesn't show it, but I I have an actual screenshot from Chris here, and and he he shows that we did. Which Chris? The From, from the Hora, and and you know what? Krusty Chris Krust finished it. Whoa! Uh.
1: From Chris to Chris, ass to mouth. Some might say.
3: And that's a hands, guys.
1: Well, okay. That's a hand. I'm only drinking the hands when I see it on my screen. (laughs) I believe, I believe him, but I'm waiting. I'm holding out
0: Griffin. There's something that I want to run by you. Yeah. What's up? It's a number. Yeah. 1,089. Mm -hmm. That is how many dollars we raised today to combat cystic fibrosis in Carson's name. We hit, we hit Chris and Carson's goal. Uh, to bring the total number of donations to $3,500. We did it tonight
1: here. Absolutely crazy. And I'm so fucking proud of the caring crowd right now. I'm so proud. This is the first good thing we've done on this show. God, yeah. Finally, we're not just degenerates all the time. I mean, we're still being degenerates right now, but for a good cause.
0: And and, and to be fair, everything on the table, all, all of us here donated a little bit, but compared to you all out there that are listening that have that that have contributed tonight we didn't do anything it was all you guys thank you all so much for putting your hard earned dollars toward this very very crucial and important cause for everybody listening at home to the recording From what I've heard, this is going to stay open, so if you want to contribute towards this cause, you still can, even though that our little fundraiser here and the walk itself is over. You can continue to donate and help find the cure for this disease that takes, or this this disorder that takes so many people way before their time. I mean, think about it. When we started this episode, I mentioned that many, many years ago, the life expectancy for someone with CF was six months, and now it's 40 to 50 years. With with modern medicine and people looking at this, we can make a difference, we can fight, and the dollars that we raise today are going towards a great cause to make people's lives better and fight for a cure. We can do this, we've done our part tonight, and Griffin, we gotta own up. We do have to own up. <laughs> we made $3,500, I mean, we didn't, all, we, we didn't all do it, but we got to the goal of $3,500 with everybody else that helped donate tonight. To the fighting fellow team, which is in Carson's name. Carson, we love you.
1: Yeah, Carson. Like, man, I'm I'm so glad this is going to a kid like him.
3: Yeah, that's fucking great. Last I checked, he was watching Power Rangers. <laughs>
1: I mean, much better choice than watching this. Absolutely, Absolutely better, choice. Choice. better choice. But we're tell him about it in the future. Yeah. Tell him to watch this vod when he's when, gri- when Griffin and I are long gone. <laughs> when we're long gone. <laughs> when Carson is 21.
0: <laughs> when this happened bef- before I was able to run Serpent Skull. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hams for you, buddy.
3: Yeah, it's a ham. I, oh I think I think Bippy it. said it really well. This was degeneracy for the betterment of man.
0: Absolutely. And on that note, like I said, you can continue to donate. The cause is... The sister fibrosis foundation, that is ccf.org. We are going to continue to share the link to Carson's specific page. Even though that we hit the goal, we can continue folks can continue to donate towards it. We can blow past the number that we already established. I hope everybody has a great night and the folks that are listening to this. Um, after the fact and the recording, have a, a great morning, afternoon, whatever you're doing. As for us, we are going to continue to stay live for a little while while Griffin and I finish off these uh, beverages from the land of Sky Blue Waters. We're going to continue answering questions and chatting with you all. But Griffin, is there anything else you want to say?
1: Hey, if you're not here live, you blew it. But finish your drinks, because we'll see you in two weeks.
0: Later. <laughs>